0: This episode of Bounce Talking Bouts is brought to you by Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Winning parlays, if you're looking for them in BKFC, you gotta be checking out BK Bet Shark. Here's the thing, $50 buys, you get a personalized bet slip. It's based on your own budget. You can be flexible, it is what works for you, and this guy's got the receipts. You can check out all the winning tickets, you can peep them, and you can do so at Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Check him out on Instagram, and get with it. Got them personalized betting slips going on. $50 buys. Oh, right. On this episode of Bare Knuckle Radio, very excited to be talking to an individual who competes at BKFC 52, and that goes down on October the 20th. We have Joshua Merer and Brandon Bouchard getting out there to test skills and to knuckle up and toe the line, and very excited to get to talk to Brandon a bit before that. How are you doing there, man?
1: Hey, I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, and I'm curious to get some insights from you, man, because... Seems like a bit of a whirlwind in as far as you debuted in the sport this calendar year and this will be your third BKFC fight of 2023. So how has the journey been so far?
1: Hey, it's been great. You know, there's a learning curve for sure after 27 MMA fights. And then um, I got this opportunity and, you know, as long as I'd rather stay active and stay in shape rather than doing the peaks and valleys of getting in shape, spending half the camp trying to get my cardio together. So... If they, if they keep asking me back, man, I'm happy to do it.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of the sense that I get. Like, it almost, like, behooves your cardio to be getting out there and doing it as much. Like, it seems to be translating into the performances and everything.
1: Yeah, for sure. You know, starting, and it's, you know, as things go on in life, it's hard to always stay active. So when you start kind of from ground zero, it, it, I feel you waste a lot of time getting ready as opposed to preparing.
0: Yeah, and that's well said for sure. And I mean, mentioning the wealth of MMA experience you have, that was also something I was noticing in doing a bit of backgrounding on you. Like, obviously, there's a lot of elements that are taken out, i.e. the grappling kicks, etc. But how many elements are transferable into bare knuckle? Like, I would think the, you know, active clinch and infighting, like maybe there's some elements taken from MMA to this new sport. Yeah, you know, without that aspect, I'm not so sure I would have accepted.
1: Um, You know, boxing is probably, you know, the weakest part of my overall, you know, makeup with with mixed martial arts. Um, But the idea of being able to hold in a clinch and still work, you know, via underhook, overhook, or a car tire waist cinch, that, uh, that really opens up my game. I mean, I look at it similar to ground and pound, you know, if you push them up against the ropes and um, you can get to work in there like that instead of sitting
0: out a distance like, you know, like a normal boxing match. Yeah, I mean, well said. I'm curious where you're honing the skills, though, because I was seeing on Tapology, Fitness Edge, MMA was the listed affiliation, but also was noticing Next Element Academy seems to be a space you were getting in work at at least, like, a couple years back from what I was seeing. Like, where are you mostly, I guess, sharpening the proverbial tools ahead of this fight?
1: Yeah, I... We have a number of great uh, MMA schools in the area. Fitness Edge, MMA was my original, and I'm still close with a lot of those guys. Uh, and and uh, Derek Hennington from Next Element was one of my training partners and coaches at Fitness Edge before he broke off and started the Next Element. Uh, I popped in there a few times to train with those guys because, you know, they had Jeremiah Scott fights out of there, and he's on this uh, BKFC 52 as well. Um, but most of my training comes do a little differently these days with with you know i have young kids that are very active so i do a lot of my work with uh, amos collins and um we call it team warrior brigade we fought uh two versus two mma fights uh together as teammates and uh, i've really tightened my circle down with uh with amos and um you know Ace samples is also on this card uh, we get together and get a lot of work in so so that, that's kind of um we call it team warrior brigade but uh but we get it in when we can and where we can so that's kind of i don't have the time like i used to and i'm not trying to make excuses but you know i feel real guilty if i go to the gym four or five hours every night while the kids just get home from school so so a little more guerrilla style but at the end of the day as long as the work is getting done i think that's what's most important
0: yeah well said and i mean as much as you know combat sports is like an individual thing when you're getting out there i mean there is that team component in terms of like getting prepared for it and probably a certain level of camaraderie heading into the event as each of you guys have your individual tasks so i mean that's cool to hear it's cool you have that as part of your preparations there
1: yeah no it's true I and mean, I, you know i coach the uh, the youth wrestling here the carolina reapers and, and during the summer and fall before their the uh, high school season kicks in i have a lot of uh, really talented kids uh that that really help push me on the wrestling mat which it, it still does translate real well especially when it comes to cardio and and being in shape and being prepared to be put in bad situations so so we're always working
0: yeah it's cool to hear you're doing that in the wrestling sort of lane there but it also seems like that runs in the family a little bit i was noticing your daughter has you know quite the refusal to quit from what i was seeing on a social media post and kind of adopting the wrestling stance a little bit so that must be cool to kind of see as she goes on her own journey there
1: oh it's amazing you know it just popped up on my time hop two years ago yesterday was her first match ever um and now she's, she's I don't know, this year alone, she's wrestled over 200 matches, traveling all up and down the East Coast. Uh, it's really something special to watch her, you know, and my son as well. He's only five, so he's a little behind her, but really grasp the love of the, the competition and the grind, because, you know, wrestling and, and boxing and all this stuff, it, it's not easy. And sometimes it's, you know, it's, it's not a glory sport. Um but you kind of dig down, and it's cool to watch my kids really feel it inside them, and and it, it's neat. Yeah, I like, it keeps me feeling, I don't know, it's either making me feel young or really old, but I'm not sure. <laughs> it's up for debate.
0: Yeah, fair. I just thought it was kind of interesting, because I saw an article on you where it almost seemed like your earliest formative memories were, like, oriented to being, like, driven by competition and drawn to that kind of framework so i guess i would think it would just be interesting to see that in you know your kids like i mean obviously your daughter a bit older but just like pseudo around kind of like a similar kind of age almost
1: yeah you no know, and it, i mean it started my dad you know my dad was a lumberjack in northern Maine so i mean you got to be a little bit crazy and a little bit driven uh to, you know to uh to raise a family on uh on that sort of living so that's where it all comes from and trickles down i'm just glad that uh At least for now, the kids seem to really enjoy pushing themselves and taking on challenges.
0: Yeah, incredible stuff to see, man. And I guess just in talking about the next chapter in your competitive journey, I would think that getting to fight again for the home state would be really cool. Like, how much is that an important component for you? Like, does it really galvanize your performance? I mean, obviously very motivated wherever you're fighting, I presume. But does it add, like, a little something extra, I guess?
1: Oh, it does, man. Uh, Anytime I'm... Even remotely local, uh, we call the Bushaw Brigade. You know, my crew—they show up and it's loud, and you can feel that energy in there. You know, and my job is to dial that back sometimes because I get fired up. Especially in bare knuckle, we're starting with two or three feet in front of each other. It's hard to not just—you well know—my first two fights I have just gone, you know, gone a little bit crazy. So it's—they get me really in. My job is to dial it back and kind of get in Zen mode, and I'm hoping that'll that'll come through this fight. My third one with DKST, I'm a little more comfortable in there, and I know what to expect a little more. But yeah, they they get it amped up. It should be a good time.
0: Yeah, for sure. And that does make sense, like just the composure kind of being there a little more, just as a thing that's bred from the familiarity of all of it. So, I mean, that definitely makes sense. But I guess just curious to get your thoughts on your upcoming opponent here, like in terms of what you think maybe some of, I guess Josh Mayer's better stylistic attributes are and just the overall thoughts on his resume it seems like he also has MMA and bare-knuckle experience too.
1: Yeah, and part, and part of the exciting part of this fight for me is uh, Josh and I were supposed to fight four years ago in MMA and uh, he got injured actually cutting weight, I guess. is I'm sure that is the legit story, but that is how the story was told the night before, uh, we were to weigh in and the fight ended up falling through. And I have no ill will towards him. Seems like a nice guy. We've been on on a, the same card, I believe both times I fought. Um, but I'm excited to, uh, to get in there and mix it up. I know he's, it's going to be a fireworks. He, he likes to come forward and throw. I do too. Um, you know, I, I think his chin is suspect, but it's my job to find it, you know? And, uh, i'm excited it feels like unfinished business from four years ago it it may be a different avenue but we get to settle it and uh like i said no ill will on a personal level at all but i got a job to do and i I know he does so we should uh come out hands up and let him fly and we'll see what happens
0: yeah i get what you're saying i guess in like kind of expounding upon the suspect chin comment like is that more oriented to like Specific reactions to getting hit that you've seen from him, or more of an outcome-oriented thing with him getting stopped across some of his bare-knuckle fights? Well, it seems like a
1: button. You know, the button's a little bigger now. However, the dude gets up over and over. So, so, so I know even if I end up, you know, getting in there and dropping him, Josh is a gamer. He's gonna be back up until he's either lights out or they stop it. And um, I, I'm excited for that. I want. I want i would love to go five rounds and just bang it out and give the fans their money's worth get some more ring time in there and get some more experience but you know bare knuckles not not really a sport where you screw around so if there's an opportunity to finish it i will i mean i'm still pissed off about my last fight to be honest with you so i'm trying not to look i'm trying not to take out any of that anger into this fight but it is definitely a chip on my shoulder
0: I mean, that's interesting. Like, what is it about your last fight, just the nature of it being a no contest? I would think that would be like a deflating kind of like non-outcome. Like, is that sort of what you're saying? Is that a fair way to characterize that, I guess?
1: Yeah, it's a super vanilla feeling, you know? It doesn't feel good. doesn't feel terrible. And uh, for me, I need one of those. You know, when you fight, you expect to either feel real high or real low, and it was just kind of... And, you know, I really wanted to fight him again. Rick Caruso I was like let I'll, I'll go anywhere I'll go to Montana and fight him because I feel like I feel like he punked out I feel like he took the easy way out he thought he was going to get a uh, disqualification win because he seemed to recover real fast when they found out it was going to be a no contest and he wanted the rest of his recovery time and it, and, and I want to put my hands on him again you know it's, I, I could feel in the second period he was tough he's a tough kid he hits hard you know, and he's a better boxer than I am, if, you know, right on paper. But I don't think he's tougher than me, and I don't think he could grind the distance. And when he looked, you know, he found an easy way out and, and took it, and I want I want revenge. However, I'm blocking that out of my head for the next two and a half weeks. I got my eyes set on Mar, and uh, we we'll get through that, and then we'll figure out the rest of it.
0: Yeah, and I didn't necessarily want to ask a follow-up to have it be misconstrued as, I guess, you overlooking your opponent. But, I mean, I guess entertaining the idea you get your ideal outcome. I mean, he won just a few days ago, as of this recording, just getting that first-round finish at BKFC 51. So, I mean, something that could, you know, happen and transpire again if you get the ideal outcome this coming bout, I guess. And
1: I'm not looking past Josh, because in order for me to get the rematch with... uh... Caruso, I, I, I gotta go out and beat Josh, so there's no point in looking down the road if I can't take care of business that's right in front of me now.
0: Yeah, well said. I mean, I think it speaks to just the competitive mindset and how familiar you are with all of that, and just moreover, yeah, being respectful and everything, but in kind of seeing some backstory on your competitive history, I mean, definitely incredibly impressive, like multiple state titles and Hall of Fame distinctions in wrestling, but also noticing you had teammates at Michigan State University and Rashad Evans and Gray Maynard, which I thought was pretty cool. Like, do you have any, like, standout stories from those days that you care to impart with some of those lads? Just very familiar MMA names to myself.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, well, Gray, you know, those guys were a couple years older than me in college. But, I mean, and I still keep in touch. You know, Gray more so now uh, than Rashad. But, um, man, Gray's competitive nature in the wrestling room was, you know, I thought I was coming in as kind of hardcore. And then watching Gray go through his training was just like, damn, you know, it's like he's next level guy. And that's why he found all of his success. And, uh, you know, he opened his, his gym up there in Lansing and it's doing really well. And he deserves all of that because everything Gray does, he, he goes full, full force into. And, uh, Rashad has been great. Rashad transferred over after I was already at Michigan State. He came over from uh, Niagara. He was the JUCO national champ. And uh, Rashad was another great competitor in college, but I think he bloomed even more so uh, in the MMA scene. And but he was also great, you know, he was art. he was making a run at, at titles and fighting for the bell and he welcomed me down to train with the Black Zillions uh, three different times. And, you know, they treated you just like you were on the UFC roster about to fight for a title, too. So I definitely give those guys big props. And, uh, yeah, there's some crazy stories from college, but I don't think uh, I don't think I should divulge too much of that.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough, man. I mean, I could probably say the same in my own experiences that that is fair enough. But something I was also kind of noticing from a few years back, at least, it seems like you're a lad that enjoys a, a good stout now and again, a, a good beer. I saw like a Kentucky breakfast stout was kind of getting put around on the Twitter there. Like, is there a certain post-fight beer you generally gravitate towards? Like after all the prep and everything is done, the competition's done. Like when you're kicking back, what's the beverage of choice, or does it kind of vary?
1: You know, it's so hard to talk about beer not sound like a snob. But <laughs> yeah, no. yeah uh, usually honestly, anything light I, I, is not my go-to on a normal. But after a fight. I usually like to uh, slam a light beer or two. But if I if I had my pick, I still like a West Coast citrusy IPA. Oh, yeah. Nice, like good and hoppy. I don't need it. All the hazy stuff, they're good, but I like a little bite to mine. And uh, as the weather cools down, man, those, those barrel-aged stouts are good for sipping.
0: Yeah, definitely very much with you on the IPAs for sure, very much the wavelength i'm on with all of that but yeah i feel like that does make sense i feel like i probably couldn't put down like a heavier one after you expend so much energy in the competition like maybe like a light logger of some sort would hit the spot
1: yeah, i usually struggle to even get them down Cause, you know between the adrenaline and and dieting and being off it man one or two i feel pretty pretty tipsy anyway after yeah, a, sure. a fight camp so i don't need anyone taking care of me after the fight <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, totally fair, man. But just really appreciate you making the time ahead of this fight definitely a compelling one and have been enjoying kind of following what you've been doing. So cool to finally have you on. But I do want to be mindful of the time and schedule as well, Brandon. So in saying that, do you maybe have like any final parting thought you'd want to add as we're kind of wrapping things up here, man? Yeah, you
1: know, um, I want to thank all my sponsors. Uh, first and foremost, I am... Donating 25% of all my sponsors for this fight to our local uh, breast cancer foundation, caring in our lifetime. That's here in Orange, Georgetown uh, County, South Carolina. And um, you know, I have some phenomenal sponsors, and they really helped me raise some some good money. And uh, you know. My wife and I own a bar for here for about 18 and a half years, and we used to do fundraisers with them, and, and lo and behold, one of our regulars ended up coming out with breast cancer and actually got treatment in funding through them. So it was really nice to see it come full circle on such a, uh, you know, kind of a small scale, but very impactful to, to real people. So, you know, Thai Law Firm, MPT Auto Body, and I've got her tech, those were my big uh my big sponsors the save the tatas and the pink sponsors so i want to give a shout out to them also uh keith richardson in the main event i uh, can't wait to watch him throw down he's a great dude um you know served our country and uh he and justin scoggins had absolutely one of the best fights i've ever seen in my life so i hope he gets that strap and uh my buddy a samples is uh is trying to climb that ladder. He's on this card, too, fighting the guy that Keith just fought to get this title shot. So so big ups to them. I can't wait to go take care of business and sit back with a, uh, a wonderful IPA and uh, watch the rest of the boys do their thing.
0: Yeah, it should be a great night on October 20th. Definitely a great card with... BKFC 52 coming through, and yeah, great for you to come on and give insights ahead of this Joshua Mirror fight, which definitely fits well within that, with all these intriguing fights going on, and yeah, you know, just to reiterate, much appreciated, and just you have a great rest of your day as well, Brandon, and looking forward to peeping the fight when it goes down also.
1: All right, man, I can't wait, let's go, I don't, I don't leave my boy Jeremiah Scott out either, right here in Myrtle Beach, and you wait till you see this dude fight, full energy, non-stop, it's going to be a, it's going to be a burner.
0: Yeah, I mean, well said, man, further articulating that idea of how many great fighters there are. Definitely excited to see him perform as well. So yeah, it should be a great night and looking forward to it and everything. But yeah, you just have a good rest of your day until then, Brandon. Thank you. you time, thank you. Take care. This episode of Bouts Talking Bouts is brought to you by Bare Knuckle Betting. Shark. Winning parlays. If you're looking for them in BKFC, you got to be checking out BK Bet Shark. Here's the thing. $50 buys. You get a personalized bet slip. It's based on your own budget. You can be flexible. It is what works for you. And this guy's got the receipts. You can check out all the winning tickets. You can peep them and you can do so at Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Check him out on Instagram and get with it. Got them personalized betting slips going on. $50 buys.